The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning, and uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do, do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you'll see two videos up there. Um, the one on the left is the afternoon show. I filled in for Bradley yesterday, uh, so you can watch that up until 3 o'clock, at which time he will be live. And yes, hopefully he's going to be live. He told me he's going to be live. So unless something comes up, uh, he's going to be live uh, from the road. And then on the right side is where we're streaming live today. Just click on the play button there, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, there is a rumble icon. Click on that. 
uh, jump over into the chat with us on Rumble. We are streaming on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're streaming on our Telegram channel, Sons of Liberty. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. And then we are also on DLive.TV, as well as my public and private Facebook pages for however long they let that go. Um, so... Good to see all of you in the chat this morning. We appreciate you very much and all those on the radio as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, You get one of those a day. It comes usually in the evening. And then if you want our ministry email, which tells you what's going on in the ministry, uh, you get Bradley's article for the week. And then also uh, the special that we have, uh, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. That usually comes out on Saturdays. uh, So be sure to check that out. Also, if you would like to help us and support what we're doing, if you agree with the message and, and all of what we do, taking people back to our Christian and constitutional heritage, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can become a monthly partner with us, a son or daughter of liberty, and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you uh, in your support. Also, this week we're highlighting a, uh, an item in our store, which is one of our, our more popular t-shirts. What is the price t-shirt? What is the price of your freedom? Ask a veteran is on the front. On the back, what is the price of your redemption? Ask the Son of God. These are normally a $20 donation this week only through Saturday at midnight. You can get one for 20% off when you just use the promo code PRICE. And you don't have to get one. If you, if you want to get them for the whole family, you still get 20% off. Uh, so it's a good deal. And again, one of our more popular shirts. Um, want to hit a couple of um, things today. First off, out of sonsoflibertymedia.com, just a couple of headlines. You're the solution. If you didn't get to hear yesterday, somebody said, oh, it's like a sales pitch or something. Well, it, it's trying to help people learn their civic duty. That's why I had David on. And David's an engineer. He's very you know, techie and, and all of that. Great guy, but that's, that's his skill. And so, yeah, it probably sounds like that. But you want to be the solution? Tactical Civics will do it. That'll give you an overview. Check out the site. I'm doing it in my in my county. Uh, this isn't a DC level thing. It isn't a state thing. This is you want to take your country back again. We we used to understand our forefathers used to understand their country was not the whole of the United States. It was the state they lived in. Okay, we've been taught that we're just one big nation, and they never had that concept. And in fact, James Madison was one who clearly said that's not what we are. And so even I have used the terms, this is another area of repentance where I'm, I'm trying to make clear certain things. And hopefully next week, uh, one of the interviews I'm going to do later on today is going to be with Daniel Miller, the author of Texit. We're going to be talking about that and, uh, and, and the understanding that those who came before us had. Also, the Supreme Court's Dog and Pony Show, that was the show Lynn and I did yesterday morning. The Fed and no one else is responsible for inflation. This isn't this isn't a Joe Biden. He may he may sign off on things that Congress does that's unlawful, uh, but ultimately it's those guys over there printing the counterfeit money because it's not constitutional money according to the Constitution. Our money is supposed to be gold and silver. Also, Christian pregnancy uh, clinic torched in Colorado. Is this what AOC and Pelosi wanted? Where are the abortion insurrection hearings? I mean, you're seeing what these people are doing after this ruling. Come on. What's going on? And then videos show North Carolina cops shoot unarmed man five times, call dispatch, then shoot him again, executing him. And the the police department's actually admitting that, uh, saying that what the attorneys for this guy's family uh, are accusing the cop of doing 
it, it, it's true, and they've they've uh, fired the cop, so uh, they're going to open him up, open him up for this. But I, I'm wondering why hasn't the cop been arrest just arrested at this point? But in any case, uh, that's out of North Carolina. A couple of things I want to hit just outside of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This one right here. Facebook is blocking links to a website detailing how users can get class action settlement payout from Facebook. Now, I don't know how much the settlement is, but it's from what I'm reading, it's already been put in place. And Facebook, listen to this, um, where Facebook has unlawfully censored you, said your stuff is spam, it's abusive, uh, whatever the thing that is that they're, they, they come up with. Now they don't even come up with anything. They just target your stuff, and you have no idea of why they did it. Um, the, the page itself is called FBInternetTrackingSettlement.com. That's FBInternetTrackingSettlement.com. If you're listening by way of the radio, you're watching by uh, video, if you've been on Facebook, you've been targeted by this. There's no question about it. Um, you want to you want to take them for a little bit there. That's where you want to go. FBInternetTrackingSettlement.com. And then finally, this one. This was very interesting. Australian bank collapses with thousands of customers told to withdraw funds immediately before it closes all accounts on Tuesday. See this this is already starting, and you can you can bet your bottom dollar that these there's going to be more of these that happen. And I wouldn't be surprised. If we see that take place here in the States as well. Now, with that said, you guys remember we've had um, NSA whistleblower uh, Karen Stewart on several times. We also had Amy uh, Holm on. I think we had her on twice, almost back to back, I think. Um, And very fascinating because both of them have been targeted with direct energy weapons in some way or, or shape or form. And both of them have turned it around not to whine and say, oh, is me, and this, that, and the other. They've turned it around. Amy even went to school to, to turn it around to go and help other people who are being targeted, too, and to um, you know stand in the gap for them. Well, Amy um, turned me on to a young lady by the name of Allison, and they're forming a, a lawsuit in Belgium. And I, you know, we, we talked about bringing her on, and she does something similar to Amy to help other people, and she's been targeted herself. And with that um, said, I want to welcome uh, Allison Smith to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Thank you for uh, having me as a guest. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Allison, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, where you're at, you're, you're in England, so you're up near uh, Kate, or our uh, nurse and nutritionist on Saturday, but you're you're up there in England. And w- tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this? What's went on with you? And what are you seeking to accomplish? Okay, thank you, Tim. Um, so basically, I am a recording engineer. I've studied music production for years. I've also worked in banking. Um, I'm a normal person. I'm a civilian. I'm not ex-military, a whistleblower, or anything along those lines at all. And in August 2020, I started to experience some rather disturbing symptoms. It started with being able to hear voices, and I believed it was my neighbours bullying me. Um, So basically, at the time, I was actually retraining for a brand new career. I was retraining to become a CBT therapist, of all things, completely different career. So I decided to move. 
because I couldn't cope with this level of bullying. Um, yeah, so I moved and the same thing happened. And I now live in a huge converted mill. There's no way I can hear voices. So I was very suspicious. I was thinking, I think that there are devices in my property. I think something's been done to me. So I just conducted some very simple experiments. And these voices then started to follow me outside of my property. So I knew it wasn't a device. As a recording engineer, I could tell straight away that this was something being done to me. And the only way that the symptoms I was experiencing could be done is with some kind of a signal. So I literally just sat where I am now and conducted some very, very simple, they sound a bit silly, but uh, simple experiments. I thought things like really random things. Like at one point I sat here and thought about a monkey in the jungle with a gun. And then this was commented upon in real time. And I then was able to start having actual conversations with these voices. So I knew that something was being done to me. Um, the symptoms started to get worse. They became physical um, and it just got worse and worse and worse. I started doing some research and networking and discovered that there are a hell of a lot of people all over the world going through this. I discovered the news about Havana syndrome, which has been going on since around 2016 and originated in uh, Havana, Cuba. Um, met a lot of other people and then discovered that you can pay for evidence. You can obtain evidence via a number of specialists. As you just mentioned before, Tim, your guest recently was Amy Holden. She's a digital forensics expert. So I do understand how she does what she does. Basically, you can sit there in silence or you can do this with the television on, whichever you want. You can do it outside, going to the store, whatever you want. But within audio files, there are subliminal communications. And what you can hear is basically your attackers talking. Uh, they're not all sat in one location. They're using headsets. And I have a report from her. Um, there's a world of information in it. There are locations, names, the fact that they're using drones to follow me. They're hacking into satellites to send signals to me. I'm definitely being live streamed on the deep web. And most of my attack actually goes back to the States. There's hardly any of it that's to do with the United Kingdom whatsoever. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting. Um, so so basically, do you think that what's going on is the corrupt intelligence agency? Let's just call them that. My friend Johnny calls them the Catholic intelligence agency. But the corrupt intelligence agency is probably doing some of this stuff to you. And was some of the recordings, I don't know if you heard the interview we had with Amy, the interviews we had with her, but is some of what you're hearing in your head sounding like those those morph voices that we played, or is it more is it more clear? What are you picking up with these voices? How does it sound in your head? Well, um, I mean, at the start, they were trying to make me think that I was being bullied, and then the voices turned into people of those that I know and love and care about. Um, they were basically inciting me to suicide um, and it was horrific and I, I just wasn't going to succumb to it because I knew that it was signals. I knew that the only way that this sort of thing could happen is to do a signal. So I hear lots of different types of voices. They are using box changes and uh, various different tools. So sometimes it sounds like an entire football stadium is shouting at me. Sometimes it sounds like a child's voice. Sometimes it sounds like people that I know. Sometimes it's um, it can be anything. The, 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 I mean, the capabilities that they have is, is, is absolutely insane. So, yes, yeah, sometimes they sound very digital, like a robot. Um, the thing is, if I think about a song 
um, any song, it will automatically play in my head, automatically. Um, this is referred to as radio brain. So it, it, it comes to you in, in very many forms. It's known as B2K, which stands for voice to skull. A more sort of te technological terminology for this is synthetic telepathy. And the patents for this are public domain. This has been available technologically-wise since the 50s. And um, one of the things that you sent me, you were saying all of this stems out, uh, I think very much like the medical industry, what we call the healthcare, which is not really caring about people's health. All of this stems out of Operation Paperclip. Uh, that, yeah. That's, that's your, your, your assessment here from what you're seeing. That's amazing to me. You think about a song and somehow they're per these people who are monitoring you can perceive that and play the, the music in your head? Yeah, I mean, this will be done with what's known as a brain-computer interface, a BCI. Wow. These are, again, common knowledge. They're used for research in Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. Uh, basically, these are being used illegally. I mean, th this technology is available on the deep web, and it's available to crime gangs. Um, it is military technology, but, yeah, it, it is available to um, the mafia, for example. So it, it's out there. Um, most people, in terms of describing how this started, uh, the Germans during World War II, the uh, German police known as the Stasi, they had a gang stalking or a stalking program, which was basically intimidation. Um, a lot of the Nazis got away to South America, or so the saying goes, but they were actually rounded up by the US government, allowed to continue their research and it's evolved into then mk ultra which um is very public domain i mean there's a video on youtube of bill clinton publicly apologizing for mk ultra and claiming that he had shut it down which he did not clearly um it's then just morphed and evolved so yeah there's militaries there are governments that know about this um pretty much every government will know that this is happening and uh, yeah it's basically centered around control human experimentation research population control and another aspect is basically for artificial intelligence purposes. They're reverse engineering the brain for artificial intelligence purposes. But multifaceted. There's lots of different reasons why this is going on. Okay. All right. Uh, it, I just I can't even begin to uh, to understand what that must be like to just have that bombarded. I know Amy has made mention of it. We've had um, uh, Helena Sorba on who didn't talk about voices in her head, but definitely had targeting. Of course, we I think we lost her earlier this year. And, of course, Karen's talked about, you know, things that have happened to her. And I think she's got about 5,000 people, that, or maybe more, that she's trying to help with all of this. And it's like trying to get somebody to listen. Most people look and go, you sound like a crazy person. You're not crazy. You're just being targeted by something you can't control. Is there anything that you found effective to fight against it um well i mean as soon as i understood what was happening and the technology being used and also meeting others and then realizing oh i can get some evidence i really calmed down but you know people are different there are some people who are going crazy there are many people who are killing themselves all the time around all over the world um i just found coping mechanisms i ignore them i never do what they tell me to do Early on, I was talking with my local university radio frequency professor and these voices in my head, they basically sabotaged my relationship or rapport with him. Um, they made me panic and I emailed him too much and he stopped communications with me. I'm now talking to other ones, so it's okay. 
But when I realized that they were sabotaging me and making me panic in order to sabotage this rapport I had with him, I made a vow to myself that I wouldn't allow them to do this again. And they haven't, they've not been able to sabotage anything else whatsoever. Um, I think it's just to do with what kind of person or individual you are. I'm quite a motivated person and um, I've been able to go away and just gather a lot of evidence and try and keep calm and productive and motivated with this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. The scripture tells us that, you know, we're to guard our, our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, he is the one who can protect us. Uh, we're told in Ephesians 6 that we put on the helmet of salvation. We carry the shield of faith and all and all of the armor of God that he's given to us uh, to protect us from the wiles of the devil. And there's no doubt in my mind, uh, Allison, that this is part of the wiles of the devil and he's using men to do it. Uh, evil and wicked men to do this. Now, we got a question in the chat, and this is one thing that I asked Amy. This is one thing that I've asked uh, Karen is, okay, Karen makes sense. She's blown the whistle. She saved a, a, a bunch of American lives in uh, the Iraq war. And, but like for Amy and for you, you guys are just, you know, you're, you're ordinary people. You're, you're like me, right? You're just out there. Why? Why do you think they would target you or anybody that you're helping? Is there is there something di distinguishing that, or is this kind of just a test thing? And it, or is there a is there something that runs? I'm trying to think of the word. I'm, I'm. Is there something with the people who are being targeted that there's a similarity? Are they living on their own? Are they mostly by themselves? Do you know what's going on that they would target you? And I assume it's mainly to test the technology they're doing in using it on you in hopes of using it on a greater population it, it, with what's going on. How do you, how do you view that? Um, personally, I think that they're, again, it's multifaceted. I've heard uh, so many different victims speak about the fact that they know that even their own family members are involved and have, place them into the targeting program. Some are ex-military and whistleblowers and have done something or found out a piece of information and then they become targeted to try and discredit them and hush them. Some people have been in it from birth. Some people feel strongly that they've been chosen because of their bloodline and what their families did uh, generations prior. Um, I've heard so many people who are creative people, like I'm a musician and a recording engineer. I did photography and creative writing and all sorts of stuff. Somebody with a brain that's very vivid and has a, a wild imagination would be a fantastic test subject for all this technology. Um, I mean, another reason in my report from Amy Holden, what we have is then uh, there's basically people, normal people logging in on the deep web to pay to watch and attack me. And they'll do something to me like they will give me a heart attack. And then in the report that there are instances where they're saying, right, we can sell that reaction to that attack back to research companies, and they're wanting to see the effectiveness of the technology. So there's lots of different reasons as to why this could be done to people. It could be revenge purposes. Like without going into too many details, I already know two people uh, personally, and I have done most of my life that are involved in my personal situation. Um, it, it, again, when, when there's sort of civilians or who you believe are civilians that you know involved, it's usually because they have some high up connections and uh, links to the, the military that they're able to do this. But uh, the, the technology is now spread. Uh, it is available to crime gangs and the mafia and the like. So, again, there's so many different reasons as to why any person would be targeted. Um, nobody has ever really done anything wrong to deserve anything like this. 
Um, and I'll give you an example. I mean, I said to you that I became aware of my uh, situation August 2020, but because I know what Amy does, I went to her for help and did a little bit of this myself as well. So I analysed some audio myself and I went back to 16 and it is riddled with these communications. So I have been going through this since I was at least, well, I've gone further back now. I have been going through this since I was 12, at least, and I had no idea until August 2020. Now, why is that? How, how could you be going through it all that time? Did you just not give it thought or was it not real heavy like it is uh, in 2020? Yeah, I had no idea. I experienced no symptoms, no voices, nothing, nothing whatsoever. So that means I was just being monitored. And it's that simple. It leads me to believe that I've been in this from birth because when I was 12, the people I know that are involved uh, were also 12. So I don't think that they've done this. I think I've been in this from birth. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't change the uh, factors and pieces of evidence I have against these two people. But what it does mean is that possibly these people were placed in my life and are not who I think they are, or they just have higher connections or something similar. But yeah, I, I had no idea that anything was happening to me. I led a, a normal childhood, normal teens, normal 20s. I had no idea what was going on. Okay. All right. So you say that you believe there's something that's in that's in you, like physically in you. And I think we had something like that with Amy, where she had actually picked that up, but it had not taken it out of her body. What do you? How did you discover that? And did you seek to remove that, or is it still in your body? Whatever the whatever's going on here, can you can you help us understand? Is that is whatever's in your body is that necessary to do what they're doing, or can they do that apart from that? Well, they can do all of these things without touching you, without any sort of an implant or a chip or anything. It can all be done with frequencies, but obviously, if there is a chip or the more modern nanotechnology, then it makes their, um, I don't know, opportunity much broader as to what they can do to an individual. I have been to a toxicologist in the States and done a number of tests with this person. I cannot use the name, I'm afraid, but um, it is a toxicologist based in California. Um, I had a test done and she discovered highly dangerous military grade toxins and metals and chemicals in my system. And she also discovered that I have hydrogel sensors in my system. This basically is nanotechnology, smart dust. Um, they can be put into somebody's drink. They could be in a cream rubbed on the skin and then they get into the bloodstream. Once they're in, they're never ever coming out of your bloodstream. And these are what I am being targeted with. They are sending and receiving signals. I have had scans done by TSCM specialists, which is technical, uh, technical surveillance and countermeasures specialists. I've had quite a few x-rays done. I don't believe that I have any larger style separate chips anywhere in my body. Otherwise, they would have probably been picked up um, because I was actually scanned with a non-linear junction detector. The beauty of them is that they will pick up a device, whether it's on or off. Uh, these devices are designed so covertly that they can just turn them off like that. Now, is um, this, are these things what uh, the video, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show a little bit of video where a guy is checking somebody out, um, several people actually, in a Faraday cage. Is that what he's looking for? I know he's looking to pick up high levels of frequencies on some of these people. Is that what is that part of what he's looking for as well? Yes, it is. Um, in, inside the Faraday cage, they may be able to pick up certain parts of the body where um, a bug detector or whatever they decide to use could go crazy. And it's what's considered a hotspot as to where there could be a, a chip or an implant uh, put into a person's body. 
It could also just pick up frequencies that are still being sent at the time while the person is in the cage. So yeah, it's picking up either frequencies being sent or at specific parts of the body, let's say they hold it to a person's neck and it goes crazy, it's highly likely that they will have some kind of a covert device in their neck. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'm showing uh, some the, the, the audience on the video platforms what's going on in this testing, and I think this, this video runs uh, almost 10 minutes, and they bring different people in here, and like the lady here, she seems like she's putting off a lot, a pretty heavy frequency. And then they bring other people in and they stand in the same place and they don't register squat. I mean, nothing, they're not registering any of that. So something's happening in one person that's not happening in another. Uh, somebody mentioned, uh, you know, a detox of heavy metals. I, I've got a friend um, here in the States who's developed a, a cream to use that detoxes um graphene oxide or graphene out of the body it can even go past the blood brain barrier grab it and pull it out of your you know get it and uh, and get it out of your body so i know some of those things can be useful i don't know it, i'm assuming part of the graphene is nanotechnology too so um you know i'll give you that information off air if you're interested in talking to him but man i mean this is a this is a wicked thing to be going and not invading somebody's house, invading the person themselves. And I, I'm sitting here kind of going, what is the purpose of doing it? And my thoughts are, you probably heard of this guy, this uh, sodomite guy who's an advisor for Klaus Schwab, uh, Noah Harari, and him talking about hacking people. And he doesn't do certain things so he can't be hacked and this, that, and the other. It, What's your what's your guess as to why they're they're doing this to the people? You, you've already said they're going to do something that they're selling information. They give somebody a heart attack. They're monitoring the body. They can sell that information. That would make sense. Uh, they're after money. Um, what's some other things, reasons why they would be doing this? Um, again, like I said before, it's regarding research and uh, human experimentation reverse engineering the brain for artificial intelligence purposes so they can basically, for lack of a better phrase, put a human brain into a robot uh, as we're getting more and more advanced. Um, and it's it, for me personally, this, this is centered around control. It's centered around controlling people and the population. Um, those are the main reasons that I would say that this is happening. Okay, I'm going to show another uh, lady here and just let this play where we're talking. This lady, if I'm not mistaken, and the gentleman that they have after are basically showing no signs of the frequencies like the previous lady. Um, okay, so you guys, though, are going to be bringing a lawsuit there in Belgium. And you've already begun to put all the stuff together. Can you help people understand what that is? And if this is, com if this is coming out of the CIA here in the States, you said all, all this targets back to the States. If this is coming out of here, what... Do you have any hope that the CIA doesn't have any control or influence over the court that you're going to be going to uh, in Belgium? Well, it is a worry. There have been many cases that have been, you know, gone underway. And some people have won and you never hear of them again. They're placed under NDAs and very, very strict gagging orders. Um, to get out of this program, you, that's the only way really that I think that you could do it. Um, there have been many other cases that other people have tried to do, uh, whether they're just on their own or as a group of people, group litigation, and they don't succeed. They will find any possible way to sabotage the lawsuit. 
which is why we've really taken our time with this and we believe that we're doing this in the correct way. So what I can do for you now is, is go into details about what we're doing. Is that all right? Yes, Tim? please, please. Yeah, okay. So uh, I am the UK board member and representative of a group called ICATOR. Uh, ICATOR stands for the International Coalition Against Electronic Torture and Robotization of Living Beings. We are a human rights association and we are Belgium-based. We are government-recognized. Uh, we started in 2016. Before 2016, we had a different name. We were known as ICAACT. We basically changed names uh, in 2016. Uh, what we do is we provide advice and referrals for victims. We have a contract with a location in Brussels where there is a Faraday cage, and we hold annual uh, scanning events for uh, victims to travel abroad and be a part of and get scanned. And we are underway with the first international class action lawsuit for targeted individuals and Havana syndrome victims. We do have quite a few people who have actually had a Havana syndrome diagnosis who are taking part. They are not diplomats. They are civilians who've seen a doctor in the States. So basically, um, at this time, the stage that we're at is pre-trial hearing. We need to show that all efforts have been exhausted outside of the courtroom before we can go to class action stage. This is how it would work with any class action in almost any country. But basically, the stage we're at now is we need to try and set a legal precedent, create new laws and regulate the weapon systems being used. And this would start off as a Belgium-based case, so it would be on Belgium territory. It means we need to do a parliamentary hearing which entails there being a petition, which we require 25,000 signatures for. There'll be a piece of legislation drafted up by our lawyers, and uh, then there would be an actual hearing. We need to submit some evidence uh, proving the attacks along with this as well. So that's where we're at now. Um, this, the beauty of this is that in Belgium, all parliamentary hearings are televised. So it will be live on television, a Belgian parliament TV channel, and then we will obviously uh, get the recording of that viral all over the internet. Um, the next stage then would be a penal law procedure. This would entail there being an investigating judge. Uh, he would appoint, sorry, he or she would appoint their experts. We can appoint our experts. And this would be to attempt to condemn offenders and ask the state to pay damages. And this this part would have to be based upon the most irrefutable evidence that we have. And we do have quite a lot of sound medical evidence and evidence from Amy Holden as well. Um, yeah, so those are the stages we are at now. If these were to fail, we then go to class action, a Belgium-based class action. And then if that fails, we then go by repeal to the European Court of Human Rights or to the ICC, which is the International Criminal Court. At this stage, then all governments would be held applicable, not just the Belgian government. So those are the stages we're at now. What I'll do is I'll pause there and ask, see if you have any questions, and then I can go into how the actual class action stage would be put forward. Yeah, no, just a comment. You know, we, we've talked about a lot of our three-letter alphabet agency things that we've got in the District of Criminals up there, which is a a, a, a a crime syndicate is what it is. I mean, it's 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 uh, organized crime. Um, all of them are unconstitutional. You know, our Amy, our Constitution, Article One, Section Eight, gives I, I guess depending on how you how you number them, seventeen to twenty one things that the federal government is supposed to do. Uh, it, it pretty much does anything it wants and largely ignores those things. 
And the funding of, I would say, if what you've got going on is probably coming out of the CIA, if anybody. And uh, the fact that we're allowing that to go on and not putting an end to it, it says a lot about us as people. But many people don't know that that's even going on. I mean, this is the, not that I didn't know that they're doing stuff and we know about the MK Ultra and stuff, but a lot of us didn't know things about like what specifically has happened to you or what's happened to Amy uh, or what's happened to Karen because a lot of people, you guys aren't getting any kind of airtime that I see uh, to come on on shows and say, nope, this is what's going on. We have evidence of this and such. I want to ask you one question before you, you continue on and tell us all the details there. Do you think that uh, what's going on with the shots that are fraudulently called vaccines, do you think, we, we know they have uh, graphene in them. Uh, we know they have all kinds of parasites and other things that seem to be almost like living creatures in there. Uh, and by the way, somebody's asking about Dr. Kerry uh, Midday, who brought out a lot of that information out of what was in the shots. Uh, she is still in the hospital as of last night. Um, she's, she's not out yet. So just want to give everybody a quick update on that. But do you think that they're doing, they may be doing some other things on a large scale based on what you've experienced, what you've seen other people experience through that shot? Uh, yes, I absolutely do. Um, I know that Amy Holden knows a lot more about this. I believe she's captured statements and comments about exactly what you're, you're leaning towards. Personally, I think there is something very, very dodgy going on with it. I wouldn't really be able to go into too much detail. Um, one thing that I was thinking of doing was I discovered uh, hydrogel sensors in my bloodstream before I was vaccinated. I actually had the vaccine because I was really quite scared at the time and desperate to travel to Belgium. Because I went over there last September to be scanned by Ecotor, and then that's when I started helping them since last September. So, yeah, there's definitely something dodgy going on. There is a hell of a, a lot of graphene in those vaccines. Uh, I was actually emailing with a Spanish university about two or three months ago, a Spanish university who got hold of the, I think it was the Pfizer vaccine, and they did some tests on it, and they found um, nanoparticles, graphene, and more things in there, which just shouldn't be. So I, I do think there is definitely something dodgy going on. It would be rather easy for them to do this. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I just wanted to go back to something that you just touched upon about like um, the CIA being involved in all of this. It's so much bigger. It's so much bigger because if you think about it, these satellites that are being used, telecommunications companies know about this. Big Pharma know about this because uh, mental health is used to discredit people. They will benefit from this with money because it puts more people onto the medication. I mean, in my report from Amy, I have recently been doing Freedom of Information Act requests, lots and lots of them, and they've not been fruitful whatsoever. Most of my attack, as I stated before, goes back to the States. There's hardly any information in Amy's report for me about the United Kingdom. But what she's got in there is links to the Department of Energy, to the Department of Justice, to the DOD, to the CIA, um, all sorts of, of different places. She's got uh, links to Amazon as well, like uh, Amazon wow. Echo Link. Yeah, Amazon Echo Link is being used to attack me. But this is, it's so much bigger. But for them to be able to achieve this, they, they have to liaise with all these different places. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's huge. And that is why mainstream media are just really not going to want to touch this with a barge pole. It, it's too big. Yeah, because they're, they're brought to you by Pfizer, you know, and Amazon 
Uh, Bezos is tied to the CIA. He's got contracts with them. There's they use his storage system. Uh, he's got Waypo. So there, you know, there's your Mockingbird Media that's tied to CIA too. So, but forgive me, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head of these things when you say it's bigger than that. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's huge. And this sort of answers your question about mainstream media. Um, I mean, I have been in touch with a couple. I, I can't use names. I, I need to be respectful of these people. But what tends to happen is they'll talk to me and uh, I'll arrange things. Uh, one was going to fly over to Belgium to meet our lawyer. And uh, I've not heard back from them. And uh, that's the end of it. That's just everything. Every time, that's what seems to happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, we really need the media's help because, yeah, we, we really do. But that's what seems to be happening. So I hope that that answers your question about the mainstream media. Tim. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. So tell us tell us what else is going on in the lawsuit, because you, you said you had some details about that as well. Yeah. So basically, I went through the stages that we're at now, trying to show that all efforts need to be exhausted before we get to the class action stage. But I, I, personally, I don't think these first two uh, um, efforts are going to uh, achieve the goals that we have. So when we get to class action stage, again, the goals are the same to create new laws, set a legal precedent and regulate the weapon systems on Belgian territory. So the first class action would be Belgian based. Um, our lawyers, we started off with one lawyer and then uh, late last year, he was appointed vice president of a legal association. So we now have several lawyers representing us, which is fantastic. And they decided to put the case forward as public interest, which is vital because we will be able to then go and contact journalists and hopefully they will listen and take this seriously, raise awareness. It will help give our unheard community a voice. Um, So, yeah, our lawyers have been taking this so seriously. We're very lucky to have any representation at all. Um, Our head lawyer actually knows an ex-ICATOR board member personally and has done for uh, rather a long time, I do believe. So basically, they found ways of including victims worldwide. A class action will have an opt-in and out policy. So the opt-in is the important part here. It means that people who are non-Belgian residents can participate with the class action. Um, the only difference is, is ICATOR itself and Belgian-based residents would be the plaintiffs. Anybody else from any part of the world would be considered a witness. Um, there would be an appointed judge and it would be an investigating judge. And they would be able to do investigations only where deemed fit. Uh, whether the uh, offenders are Belgian-based or not is irrelevant. Um, as I said, the case is public interest. Um, uh, one of the most important decisions that our lawyers have had to make is whether the case is going to be put forward as criminal or as civil. Now, for those who don't know, a criminal case is it's got to be airtight. It's about the crime and the punishment. If they're not airtight, they generally don't win. Civil cases are about the dispute and then compensation. So our lawyers have decided to put the case forward as both criminal and civil, maximizing our opportunities, of course. Um, I guess a good example of this is the OJ Simpson case. I mean, it wasn't a class action, but it was put forward as both criminal and civil. Now, everybody knows that OJ got off, but the civil side paid out. Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson's families got huge payouts. So it did succeed on the civil side. So this is really important. Um, people do not have to attend in person if they cannot travel to Belgium. They will be classed as absent, but represented by ICATOR. And we are looking into whether a video link up would be a possibility, which I really hope will be possible for people. Um, people can submit a witness statement. So for those who don't have the means to purchase, well, pay for services to obtain evidence, 
they can still submit a witness statement. And then we have a hell of a lot of people submitting actual evidence. Some of it's digital, some of it's medical, some of it's x-rays, some of it's x-rays with um, very visible implants on them, all sorts of different types of evidence. Uh, I will be submitting all of mine. Um, we are seeking technical advisors. We have a number on board at the moment. Um, on our website, there, are, there, there is information about the technical advisors we have on board. We have Amy Holden, as uh, we've been discussing her. Um, we have uh, Barry Trower. So for those who don't know who Barry Trower is, he is a microwave and psychotronic weapons expert. He is ex-MI5 and UK Navy and uh, he will be one of our technical advisors. He's based in the UK, and I've been speaking with him quite a lot recently. I actually did an interview him with him recently. It's on the Ecotol website. If anybody wants to hear him talking, it's on there. And there are a, a hell of a lot of other interviews that he's done that are on YouTube. If you just simply type in the name Barry Trower, it will come up. Yeah, and we're going to... Just so people know, we're going to take, uh, Amy has provided us videos like with the Faraday cage. All of that will be in the archive so you guys can see it at sonsoflibertymedia.com too, but also at, at the site you guys have. I uh, just wanted to throw that in there too. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, Barry, um, he has uh, been taking on cases regarding all of this for the last 30 years. Uh, he's helped with the targeted individuals. He will be our technical advisor. Um, he's won cases in the past regarding 5G, 4G, and Wi-Fi. And at this time, he's actually working on a case about the dangers of these things in schools. So he's probably one of the best people on earth that we could have as a technical advisor. We have another psychotronic weapons expert. whose name is Danielle Dupree. He's going to be on board. Um, we're seeking other ones. And uh, I have meetings with a number of um, sort of radio frequency associations whereby they have a lot of technical and engineers on board so yeah we're seeking technical advisors we have quite a few um and then in terms of compensation this is a good thing as well because the civil part is being put forward it means that we would be entitled to more compensation than if on the criminal side and what the lawyers have stated is that the compensation would be based on actual loss suffered but it's not going to be a huge payout and then divvied up between each person. Each person is going to be considered as an individual. So that's really good as well. Um, another thing to say is that we have been uniting with other human rights organizations from around the world. ICATOR are not the only ones. There are quite a few other ones from around the world. So we've been working with and uniting with them to show a united worldwide front, which is obviously very, very important. Um, and as I said before, we cannot do, I think I said this before, in Belgium, there are no pro bono cases. It's illegal for, to have any pro bono, pro bono cases at all. So we have to fundraise for each stage as we go along. Um, we do get large donations, mainly from the Chinese and the Japanese community of victims. So we're able to achieve our goals quite quickly. Within a couple of months, each time we have reached our goal and we keep moving forward with each stage. Um, yeah, so if this stage in the Belgium class action were to fail, we would then go by appeal to the European Court of Human Rights or possibly to the ICC, the International Criminal Court. It would then be another class action and it would be on a higher level with further backing and all governments at this time would be shown to be applicable, not just the Belgian government. Because at this stage, if the, with the Belgian class action, Basically, we're going to be prosecuting the Belgian government and not protecting citizens. And at this time, we can't say who from the government, which department from the government, because we're not at that stage. But basically, what the lawyers will do is under Fender or Fence's name, he will just put an X. 
So it's then up to the judge, the investigating judge, to find out who X is. And this also means that there will be no risk of countersuit. It means that it's safe for victims to take part. Those or at least at least that's what they're saying. I you know, I can't if you're dealing with the DOD and the CIA and Amazon and all these all these entities, this leads me to another question I want to ask you. You're talking about the compensation, um, and, and I'm assuming that's just monetary. What about a push to shut it down? Not just, hey, you pay us off and then you just go right back to doing it because I mean, they as far as government entities, they're just going to print money at our expense, devaluing our dollar to pay everybody off, and they're just going to keep doing it again. So, where is there? Will there be any real justice besides paying people and saying, "Oh, sorry that we were attacking you"? And the scripture speaks about that, uh, not to be doing that to the innocent. I'm thinking of a Proverbs 16, I believe it is. Uh, excuse me, not Proverbs 16. I had it pulled up because I was going to uh, to read Proverbs 6, 16 through uh, 19, uh, that we're not to be doing those kinds of things to the innocent. And so what's going to, if this transpires and you get a settlement against the government entities and against people like Amazon or against corporations like Amazon, uh, what's to keep them from continuing on doing it again to somebody else? Um you know who's who? Who they say? Okay, we'll leave you guys alone. Now we're going to go attack these people over here. What's what's to keep them from doing that if you don't shut them down? Exactly, um, it is a concern, and it's it, every every single victim around the world will understand this. Um, there have been cases who, who have won individuals and other groups, and then they are just never heard of again. They're put under strict NDAs and gagging orders, and I believe that they receive compensation. But I personally don't know any of these people. Uh, there was a person whose name I will not use, I think he's Canadian, who won a case. His attack is still going on despite the fact that he won the case. It shows how high up this goes. This is why we're taking our time and we've re basically set out our goals. The goals, I'll, I'll give you them again, to set a legal precedent, create new laws and regulate weapons. This, I mean, I don't want to downplay anything, but if we don't win, it's still useful it's creating media coverage and raising awareness but if we do win at any stage then other people can go away and achieve very similar rulings if not exactly the same in different countries we're hoping that it would start a domino effect i don't think that this or any case would be able to shut this entire thing down and like as i've stated if we get to class action stage in belgium it would be just the Belgian government that we're going after, for lack of a better phrase. But if we went higher, then all governments would be shown to be applicable. Um, so, I mean, it is difficult and it goes so high up and there's so many people involved. But yes, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, but we have to go. We, we have to do this. And, oh, absolutely. Um, we, got a, we got a question uh, here in the chat and we were talking about the shot and what you thought you know might be going on with that and somebody's asked have you have you taken the shot i did yes and i regret okay. doing that um at the time uh, it was quite early on in my situation um and i wanted to travel to belgium because the, the reason i traveled to belgium was to be scanned in the faraday cage like the video you were just sharing with uh Ikator. um and then i started helping them from last september but yeah, I, I was quite scared about the notion that I might get turned away at the Belgian border. So I had the jab and I knew I knew what it meant. But yeah, I've had it. I've had both the jabs. Uh, it was the um, 
Astra, Venko, Zenko uh, one that I had. I regret having it. I, I really do regret having it. Um, I've not noticed anything different other than this terrible attack that's been done to me. But yeah, I, I wish I'd not had it, but I, I did have it just purposefully for going to, to Belgium. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, it was just a, that was a question that was in there um, that, that somebody had and they, they want to see. And I would think if they're doing all this stuff to you and they and I, my understanding is they've been tracking those things, too, that are in people's bodies, uh, that that just adds to the problems that you would be facing now. Possibly. I mean, right now, again, I have no idea, but from the universities that are doing tests on the vaccines, from the information that Amy's been able to capture about COVID, there's definitely something wrong with this, definitely. Um, but like I say, I think you'd be better off maybe bringing Amy back to talk about this. She would be okay. able to go into better detail about this than me. But yeah, personally, I, I think there's something very, very dodgy going on with, with all of it. I really, really do. I mean, if they're able to do this, right underneath our noses. Like I, I have been going through this since I was at least 12 years old and I had no idea until August, 2020. Then just think of what other capabilities they have of doing. Sure. Uh, I'll give you an example. Mr. Barry Trower, our technical advisor, the XMI5 agents that I just mentioned earlier. In my interview with him, if, if people want to watch it, please visit Sons of Liberty because they're putting it up there and it's on the ICATOR website as well. There is a part in the interview where he discusses the capabilities and he basically uses this sort of analogy. He says, like, what's going on in Russia and with Ukraine right now doesn't even really need to happen because nowadays they can just send a mass signal and make the, I don't know how to say this, make the opposition really sick so that yeah. they cannot fight. But they yeah. can attack them without touching them is what I'm trying to say. So the, the capabilities are so huge that, yes, I absolutely believe that COVID is not what we think it is. Amen. Amen. No, I agree with that. Let me let me conclude kind of with this. This is Psalm 91. I want to encourage you in this as well. Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And it's because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. And I just, I want to put that out as a word of encouragement. That is for those who hide themselves in the Lord. If you're not hid in the Lord, this doesn't apply to you. You're out there in things. And uh, Allison, thank you for being on. Uh, hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air uh, because we have some people who, who need you know, you guys work with them. They can go to Icator, I-C-A-T-O-R dot B-E, and they can check out things there, and they can get in touch with your group to be a part of that as well. Uh, guys, Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We're going to talk about Protestant Reformation tomorrow with Johnny Cerucci. Don't miss it. See you.